it again. Yeah, yeah. From do the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVeca, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 1063. Oh, do I love me some prize picks? Because, well, I love, uh, I love winning money. And since the NFL is back, time to fire up. The best daily fantasy out there, prize picks. If you haven't done so yet, what in God's name are you waiting for? I'm giving you an opportunity to basically have prize picks hand you money. They're doubling your deposit up to $100 when you use the promo code KLV. K as in um, Ken. L is in Lion. V is in Victory. KLV, doubling your deposit up to $100 with prize picks. I'm looking right now. Pass yards, Justin Fields, more than 193.5 tonight, fewer than 193.5 tonight. What are you feeling there, Stone? Uh, Give me the over. The more than? Give me the more than. Okay. Uh, How about on the ground, Uh, Justin Fields? More than, less than 48 and a half rushing yards. Give me oh, uh, more than. I apologize. Okay. Okay. Uh, how about... Oh, oh, there we go. Terry McLaren. More than, fewer than 59 and a half receiving yards. Hey, let's go more than. I'm starting Sam Howell in my fantasy league tonight. All those, that what, what we did just... What we did right there, that's called a pick three. If we hit all those, we put in $20 to get back 100 that's how easy it is to win with prize picks. We just did it right there. We workshopped that right there with prize picks. Get involved, man. It's the best daily fantasy out there. Prize picks. Promo code KLV. KLV. The best daily fantasy is prize picks. I'm playing it. Don't just help me win cash. Prize picks. Download the app. So easy to use today. Uh, you know how I told you yesterday, Stone, I got uh, I got that flu shot on uh, Tuesday, and so I yesterday I felt awful. I mean, I just I, I felt terrible. And usually when I get a flu shot, that doesn't happen. I just get it, you move on. But I had the arm pain, I had the achy body. I get sucked. I got home and I was exhausted, like fatigued. That has not happened to me, and I think that's just me aging. When, when you can't handle the flu shot anymore, that's how you know you're damn near 40. Um, but in my in my feel sorry for myself stupor yesterday, once I got home, I was directed to the comments of Evan Neal. He is the New York Giants offensive lineman. Uh, he was a big reason why Daniel Jones was sacked 11, kind of 11 times on uh, Monday night. Okeechobee product. Okeechobee man, Evan Neal himself. Now, I don't know Evan. Do you know Evan Neal? I mean, you're you're not from around there, but you're from those parts. You went to South Fork. South Fork, Okeechobee. What is that, like 30-minute drive? 30-minute drive. We were in the same district as okay. them. Um, yeah, graduating class, same one, 2017. Really? Yeah. You were in the same graduating class as Evan Neal. So do you, do you know him? You've talked to him? You've dapped I, him up? I mean, I've definitely spoken to him and dapped him up. Okay. Um, I was on my way to junior college. He was on his way to Alabama. Uh, okay, and uh, now he's uh, now he's uh, starting offensive lineman with the New York Giants. Yeah, a millionaire. Uh, and he's a millionaire, right? Um, so so yesterday he was talking to uh, NJ.com. 
He had during the game, it was it was caught by reporters, and I believe it was caught on camera. He was uh, motioning to the crowd. He was motioning to the crowd. There was a lot of booing, as you can imagine, at MetLife Stadium. He was very, very animated, motioning to the crowd, and he was just trying to explain what he was uh, what he was doing yesterday. Um, he said he didn't he didn't make any any uh, gestures like middle finger or anything like that. Um, Here's what he explained. Evan Neal, Okeechobee native, Evan Neal, New York Giants offensive lineman, about what he was doing to Giants fans and his reaction to uh, Giants fans booing him and his team on Monday night. Quote, they're booing us. So I said, boo louder. Why would a lion concern himself with the opinion of a sheep? The person that's commenting on my performance, what does he do? Flip hot dogs and hamburgers somewhere? What does he do? Flip hot dogs and hamburgers somewhere? Well, it was that quote that triggered Don LaGreca, our teammate at our sister station, ESPN New York. This is from the Michael K Show. This is Don LaGreca on the comments of, what does he do? Flip hot dogs and hamburgers somewhere? This is Don LaGreca on Evan Neal. Right tackle Evan Neal looked up towards the stands, raised his arms, and gestured sarcastically. He said he did not flip off fans, but he did yell a clear message to them. They are booing us, so I said, boo louder, Neal told NJ Advance Media on Wednesday. Why would a lion concern himself with the opinion of a sheep, he added. The person that's commenting on my performance, what does he do? Flip hot dogs and hamburgers somewhere? Are you kidding me? I'd cut his ass. I would. How dare you? These people pay your salary. They pay an obnoxious amount of money to park, an obnoxious amount of money for PSLs, to sit there and watch this pap, and you call them hamburger flippers? What, you're so much better? I'd rather have a guy that's flipping hamburgers blocked than your piece of garbage ass. Who the hell are you to talk to fans like that? You piece of garbage. I hate when players do that. You're not above us. What, because you happen to play a sport? You're better than me? You're better than the people that pay your salary? These giant fans were here before you, and they'll be here after your sorry ass is cut. What a piece of human trash. And I don't want to hear some apology. I don't want to hear, oh, I was taken out of contact. I didn't mean, I don't want to hear, done, done. I would cut his fat ass. <laughs> You see him in the mall of Willowbrook, boo his ass. If you see him on the DMV, boo him. Don't stop booing him. If he goes to the Pro Bowl, boo him. If he wins a Super Bowl, boo his sorry ass. Screw that guy. We're not nobody. Flipping, but how are you taught? How do you condescend to people that pay to watch you play? Poorly, I might add. Well, that's, uh, that's Don LaGreca. Uh, I don't know if Evan Neal is a piece of human trash. I'd be willing to, and I don't know him. Stone knows him a lot better than I do. Um, from his days, you, Stone, at South Fork High School, quarterback Evan Neal at Okeechobee. Um, I doubt he's a piece of human trash, but what Evan Neal did do was violate the most simple, simple, simple rule when it comes to athlete-fan relations And that's take a shot at what the fans might do for a living. That is the biggest no-no. And in that city, in that market, it gets exacerbated that much more. Evan Neal, a guy who I don't think is a dummy, guy who went to Alabama, 
guy who received a lot of media coverage at Alabama, the guy who's now spent the better part of two years in New York. How does he make that mistake, though? You cannot, under any circumstance, you cannot, under any circumstance, make fun of, poke fun of, um, imply that the the people who watch you that pay your salary are poors. You cannot do that. You can do that in pro wrestling because that's part of an act. As a professional football player, even if he was a great player, wasn't part of getting his quarterback sacked 11 times on Monday night. You cannot, 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 cannot do that. It is the biggest violation of the fan senses, and Evan Neal screwed up. And again, Don LaGreca, well, he came close to aneurysm time. I don't think Evan Neal is a piece of human trash, but Evan Neal screwed up and screwed up bad. Yeah, uh, this is tough from Evan, right? You're not a... I mean, you said everything that needed to be said. Evan slipped up here. You never want to go after your fans, especially with the way you're playing ball right now. That entire Giants team, that offensive line is abysmal. Your quarterback gets sacked 11 times. Like There are other guys around the league who aren't even employed or who are on practice squads who could probably play, I don't want to say better than Evan Neal, but just as good as Evan Neal, so you can't go after the fans. I hear it. It's a definite violation. Poor Evan, though. Don LaGreca, I, I thought he did a decent job executing that for the yeah. most part. I think all of New York agreed with him. I think I think human trash is a little far. Yeah, that might have been the only one. That been can, a little far there. That you can rear back. Um, uh, this is, But this is a great, 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 great thing to focus on for just one moment. Is you, you cannot go at people who pay your salaries. You can't do it. You can't do it. Like... If I sat here right now, I just talked about how much I enjoy prize picks. And full disclosure, um, I receive money from prize picks. It's called an endorsement. It's a good marriage because I really enjoy prize picks. And it's made that much better because I make some money in the transaction. That's capitalism 101. If I sat here and said, ah, I can't get the app to work. Ah, uh, they're stealing my money. Ah, it's not fair. Prize picks. Ah, I hate their their hinky operation. You know what prize picks would do? They'd say, uh, later, dude. It's not smart. It's not smart. They put their time into me in order to help me succeed. Evan Neal, brother, I, I get it. You're a pro athlete. You're at, you're at the top, man. You're at the top. You have people paying big-time money. That PSL situation with MetLife Stadium is a travesty that Giants and Jets fans have to pay hand over fist to just reserve seating, just reserve seating for a coming season. Then come the ticket prices. Then comes the food. Then comes the parking. Then comes the horrific play. It's, you, can't, you cannot sit there and insult the paying customers. Flipping hot dogs and hamburgers? Another thing, Evan, I saw this on social media. You don't flip hamburger or you don't flip hot dogs. Okay, you turn them. You don't flip them. Turn them. It's a great call. All right, um, but it speaks to a bigger point. What would Evan Neal be doing if he wasn't a genetic freak? You don't know. I 
desperately try to not do the, oh, this guy's going to call in and he's going to try and, and say I'm wrong about a sports topic. What is he, some, some construction worker? What is he, some janitor? Who the hell am I to ever make a comment like that? You, you make a living, you make a living. Right, Evan Neal, it's just so condescending, all oh, flipping hamburgers and hot dogs. Like, dude, you don't know when the bottom's going to fall out and you're in the same spot. That's why when someone gets dinged for a DUI, someone does something, runs a follow the law, why pile on? Because that could very well be you. That could sure as hell be you, and I know that I will want sympathy in that spot if it were to happen to me. So why pile on unless that person really, really, really deserves it? What is the point? I mean, what Evan Neal did, it, it, it's just a slap in the face to, to, to humans. Like, that's the problem, and I hope it's the lesson he learns. And he, he put out uh, uh, an apology on his notes app on his iPhone last night around 1030 at night. But it goes past player-fan relations and goes into, like, Evan Neal, why are you thumbing your nose at people who are grinding? You want to talk about grinding all the time, talk about grinding, going out there, practicing, grinding, trying to, to, to win football games. These people are grinding for survival. A lot of them are grinding for survival, paycheck to paycheck, something you don't have to worry about. That's why it pisses people off when athletes say the kind of stuff like Evan Neal said yesterday, because you don't know at all. And think about it. His upbringing in Okeechobee, I'm sure it was not glamorous. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that you were sitting there in Okeechobee dreaming of the NFL. So now, just what, Six years removed? You said graduating class 2017? Yeah. Six years removed from sitting there in Okeechobee? Not the most glamorous place in the state. Not the most glamorous place in the country. Bunch of hard-working individuals, blue-collar individuals. That's where you were brought up. And you, six years removed from being in that, that's not a long time. You're going to sit there and drop the hamburgers and hot dogs line on fans? Brother, you screwed up bad. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. I I also think there are, or I think I'm able to to try to defend both sides, right? So when you talk about the the prize picks analogy, in in, in Evan's sake, there are plenty of people out there, I, I might say, that can endorse prize picks. There aren't plenty of people that can start at right tackle in the NFL, right? 53-man rosters, only 32 teams. Very few people about- can make prize picks sound as absolute badass as I do. <laughs> I mean, of course. Of course. Okay. But I, I, I'm just saying, like from a numbers perspective, I mean, that is less than 1% what Evan Neal's been able to okay. accomplish. And what happens when his knee gets blown out or his sure. Achilles blows up and he loses sure. all that? What happens after sure. that? Sure. I, I guess if you want to play the if, ands, or buts, we can do that. If because I, blows out. I could, in a bad moment, say something, something slips out of my mouth yeah. and I lose all this, and I'm flipping hot dogs and hamburgers. You know what is, it would be just, a, just a, an unbelievable irony. If I end up in a spot where I don't have anything, I got to grind out a couple of bucks. You know what I, I might need to do? Go flip some hamburgers and hot dogs. And you know what? You mean turn the hot dogs. Turn the hot dogs. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to grind. And the last thing I need is Evan Neal on his pedestal looking down on me, thumbing his nose at me as if I'm a nothing and nobody a poor. Bleep off, man. <laughs> I don't necessarily care uh, you know, what Evan thinks of it, anybody. He is... Uh... A gifted person, a gifted athlete, and has probably worked pretty damn hard to get to the spot that he's in. So, and then, and then part two of it is, 
you said that you, you hesitate to go after the, the janitor, right, who calls you mm -hmm. an idiot, says that you're wrong. I get that on principle and at its core, but that janitor doesn't spend as much time as you do gearing up, How do paying you know? attention, How do you doing know? interviews. How do you know? I'm talking about the sports. So he went okay. after you for the sports stuff. So okay. if he says your take is wrong and this but and that. He so also he also can do his job or she can do her job uh, in janitorial services exactly. better than I do. Exactly. I have done a better job this week, I think, than Evan Neal did and his collective unit Monday night against the uh, oh, whoever the hell they got blown played. out by. Um, huh? I'm trying to remember who the Giants. It was just so lopsided. Who the Giants played? Yeah, see, but that's that's which completely undercuts the argument about me doing a great job this week, better than Evan Neal. That's not I true. I just pulled though. an Evan Neal. That's not true, though. He plays in the National Football League. We are in a pool of, of thousands of people who do this. The He's, Seahawks, by the way. The, <laughs> the Seahawks. None of that's true. Like you're allowed, in a sense, if it's sports related, to to not care or go after the janitor because he doesn't put in the time effort. And go and do the things that you do to to put on a good sports radio show. So there are definitely both sides to this. And you want to talk about you doing a bit? The people you can't say that about an NFL starting right tackle like this. You guy, can say he did a bad job. You can say he did a bad job, but I how can I trust the the bozo's opinion in the twelfth row? Why why do, why should I you let know you? What the, the only opinion you need to see is the tangible eleven sacks. No doubt. And, and who, eleven. And also, who knows how Evan graded out? If it was a seventy-eight, and, and there All were mistakes I know on is there. If I was Evan Neal, it's a, if I was Evan Neal, and I was, and that Giants team largely is a catastrophe. It's horrible. And I'm part of the. I'm Reason? part of the the worst unit of a catastrophe that is the New York Giants. Then I'd probably not be demeaning, diminishing the fans. Like he did. And it's one thing to say, who are they booing? Why are they booing? They don't know what we go through. He has to get to their livelihoods. He has to get to the status insult. That's where it gets weak. You can, you can go at people. Like, I can sit here and badmouth so-and-so from Wellington, so-and-so from Delray. Oh, you hack. You don't know anything. Uh, you're, uh, get off the radio show. But as soon as I start going with the... Go grab your hard hat and go uh, go uh, pour some concrete. That's where it's, it is out of line. Out of line. And Evan Neal learned a valuable lesson, especially in that city. But Evan Neal, who should have already known better, my man, you are six years removed from being in Okeechobee, Florida. Okay? Your story is inspirational. You came from Okeechobee, Florida. Not a sprawling metropolis. Okeechobee, and six years after that, you're going to have the gall to take a shot at Giants fans who may just barely be scraping by paycheck to paycheck because, God forbid, they boo you because your unit was horrific on Monday night against Seattle? Dude, you need a big-time reality check. Big-time reality check. And what a lot of athletes and I think a lot of people of higher stature need to ask themselves if something catastrophic happened tomorrow, what the hell would you do? What would you be? Don't be a jackass. At Stone Labanowitz, I'm Ken Levicka. It's Levicka, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. 
From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVeca, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 1063. Uh, EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is, yes, they're a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. EDS has all your air conditioning needs handled, whether... You're starting to see some red flags and warning signs from the AC unit, or the AC unit is just completely gone. EDS is yes. Air quality matters? Got it. Plumbing? Got it. Been doing it since 2006. They're family-owned and operated. They service Palm Beach County and surrounding areas. After hours, they got you. You bet. EDS is yes. EDSairconditioning.com. EDSairconditioning.com. It's EDS is yes. EDSairconditioning.com. Hey, real quick, can we go back to uh, August the 28th? August 28th, Brandon Lowe of the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, This was after a win over the Yankees. This was Brandon Lowe. Uh, the, the, the Rays who were in a battle for the AL East title, taking a shot at the Yankees in their place in the standings. Brandon Lowe of the Tampa Bay Rays from August 28th. We got to talk about the end there. It did get a little bit of chippy. Obviously, we saw the dugouts clear a couple times after Randy was hit by the pitch. Not the only hit by the pitch today or this season series. You guys have been hit 12 times. Did it feel like that was going to boil over and a little bit understandable? Obviously, tempers flare. Um, the, the history that we do have with the Yankees, everything that's kind of come through, obviously probably does play a part in it, but... Looking at it, it's a, a last-place team against a team that's in contention. You know, All right, stop it right there. It's a last-place team against a team that's in contention. He dropped a last-place team on the Yankees. Well, what did the Tampa, Rays, the Tampa Bay Rays go on to do? Well, they won 99 games, got themselves two home games in the AL wild card, and then in front of, well, almost no fans, they were outscored 11-1, and they're out. So for all that talking from the Tampa Bay Rays and Brandon Lowe, not only did their fans not come out to see them in the postseason, a postseason that they made for the ninth time in 15 years, they were outscored 11-1 at home by the, uh, the Texas Rangers, who were accused of partying too hard and being hung over and losing in their season finale, which is what forced them to play two games at Tropicana Field against the Rays. Um... Let's hear Sean McDonough. This was yesterday during the ESPN broadcast. Sean McDonough uh, on the, uh, the telecast. And, and, and good job, though, Rays fans. Good job at the Tampa Bay Rays fans going from 19,700, their attendance in game one of the wildcard series, which was the lowest attendance total since game seven of the 1919 World Series. They got it up just over 20,000 yesterday. Big time support. Uh, here's uh, here's Sean McDonough taking a shot. And on to third goes Sager. And some booze starting to come down from the group. I'm not sure we could call it a crowd. <laughs> the group here at the Trop. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, Tampa Bay fans aren't happy about that. And that was funny. I don't think it was uh, funny, uh, as funny as uh, the, the analyst was making it seem, the color commentator, uh, who gave a wheezing laugh. To that joke, <laughs> I don't think it was that funny. I don't. Think, let's hear that one more time. That part one more time after after the punchline, Sean McDonough's punchline, and then the wheezing laugh. Uh, it was it was it was funny, not that funny. And on the third goes Sager, and some booze starting to come down 
from the group. I'm not sure we could call it a crowd. <laughs> the group here at the truck. Uh, so, well, you didn't get to the wheezing part. Hey, <laughs> hold on, man. I want to hear the wheeze. <laughs> There we go. So, uh, Tampa Bay fans are upset. And from across the state, I've seen a lot of, oh, we got, we got screwed by 3 o'clock starts. Thanks, ESPN. Thanks, ABC. Oh, it's hard to get to St. Pete. It's hard to get to St. Petersburg from Tampa. It's really, you don't understand. There's transplants down here. Uh, we're, we're, a, we're a transplant city. You don't understand. That's disrespectful. All the Tampa Bay sports media, whether it's sports talk radio over there, or Rays baseball telecast, or, or newspaper writers. Ah, you, don't, you don't get it. You don't get it. Stop bagging on the fans. There's passion for the Rays here. No, there's not. No. There's no excuse for that. 19,700. Lowest attendance for a postseason game in Major League Baseball since Game 7, 1919 World Series. For, again, a team that has been in the playoffs nine times in the last 15 years. They've won two pennants in that span. And then just over 20,000 yesterday. Just cascades of blue seats. And three weeks after their the owner of that franchise stood in the middle of the field there at Tropicana Field and said, we are staying in St. Pete. We are not going to Montreal. We are not going to Nashville. We are going to build a stadium right across the street for you, the passionate Rays fan. How did the Rays uh, fans then show their appreciation by not showing up to see a 99-win baseball team play? Because it was in the afternoon... It was in the afternoon. Ah, there's no good ways to get to St. Pete. Traffic's terrible. Traffic's terrible everywhere. Uh, I grew up in Chicago. I'm not a Cubs fan, but I do know the north side. You want to know how many parking lots exist for the Chicago Cubs around Wrigley Field? Let me guess. Uh, 40. Zero. There is no parking. (laughs) You get there via train or you get there via bus, or you try and park on the street somewhere within four miles, a four-mile radius of Wrigley Field. There's no parking lot. Plan earlier. Same thing in New York. The same thing in New York. Want to get to the Mets? Want to get to Yankee Stadium? You go and you, you deal with traffic. Oh, but they've got trains. Guys, come on. Stop making excuses. Just own that the fan base embarrassed itself. The Tampa Bay Rays fan base embarrassed itself. Stop making excuses. Just own it. Me as a Heat fan, I'll say, show up late to everything. We show up late to everything. Even playoff games. Eventually, all butts will be in seats, in all seats, but it takes a quarter and a half to finally get to that point. I acknowledge that. It's embarrassing. I admit that. It's embarrassing, and it sucks, but sometimes you need to embrace the darkest parts of you in order to thrive. Heat fans, they found a way to just sort of, hey, you move on. Uh, oh, go ahead. Take another take another photo of empty seats at tip off. The, the the photos don't come in the third quarter because all the seats are filled. But it took that long for the fans to come in. Canes games, which is brutal. Same exact thing. It is brutal. I understand that. It sucks. So just own it. Like you didn't show up, Rays fans. You come off like you suck. Okay, like flat out. Just own it. And <laughs> your team just accepted. Like it. Your team sucked. You sucked. You didn't do your part. The team didn't do its part. Sean McDonough, don't get mad at him. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. That's not a playoff crowd. Not after what you see 
with a stop for the Phillies hitting a grand slam last night in front of 40,000 in Philadelphia against the Marlins. Oh, but it was a night game. But they're singing his walk-up song. Then he goes deep and the place loses its mind. The Minnesota Twins, they hadn't won a playoff series in 19 years. It was 3 o'clock in the afternoon up there. Guess what? Every seat was filled at Target Field. Every single one. I even went back. 2008. That's the first year of this run, this prolific run the Rays have had. They played game one of the divisional series against the team I'm a fan of, the Chicago White Sox. I drove my ass across the state to see game one of that series between the White Sox and the Rays at Tropicana Field. Took 60 over. And then in a bad, bad moment of judgment on the way back from that game at 2 in the morning, took 60 back. My advice to all of you, especially if you're new down here, don't drive across the state on I-60 at 2 in the morning. Okay? It's not great. But I was looking because I'm like, man, I remember it being full. And it was an afternoon game. It was a late afternoon game. I remember it being full at Tropicana Field, same venue, just 15 years ago. I looked at the box score today. Guess what the attendance was? Not 19,700. Not 20,300. 35,000. 35. Guess what time the game was? 2.30 in the afternoon. 2.30 in the afternoon. So just own it. Just own it. Just own that the fan base screwed up, that the fan base sucked, and move on. Okay? Just accept your flaws. Dolphins fans live in the past. 72, perfect season. Dolphins fans live in the past. It's annoying. Heat fans don't show up on time. It's annoying. I mean, I love FAU, but FAU fans, I mean, we got to show up to games. And when we come back, we'll talk with Tom Herman, FAU head football coach. He's Stone Labanowitz. I'm Ken Levicka. Levicka, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Levicka, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Florida Atlantic football off a bye week. 6 o'clock kickoff with Tulsa, the first game in the American Athletic Conference in Florida Atlantic history. It's a new era. And again, Saturday night, 6 o'clock for tickets, 866-FAU-WILES, FAUsports.com. And the head coach joins us every Thursday, pushing all his propaganda with Haggerty family head coach Tom Herman here on ESPN 106.3. Coach, good to chat with you again. How did the uh, the bye week treat you? No, oh, it treated us great, Ken. We uh, appreciate you having me back. I missed you. Um, <laughs> I missed you too, Coach. No, it, 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 came, it came at a perfect time. You know, four straight weeks of training camp, four straight weeks of, um, you know, what I like to call the preseason, uh, you know, culminating in back-to-back road games against uh, very uh, difficult Power 5 opponents. And, and now we got a chance to take, our, uh, you know, take a deep breath, heal up a little bit, go back to the fundamentals, learn uh, from the, the previous four games, and, and get ready for uh, what hopefully will be a, a nine-game stretch here and, and uh, take a lot of the lessons that we learned uh, from the, the previous weeks and, and be able to apply them. 
College football head coaches wear a lot of hats. You're not only coaching the team and trying to get it done in season. Then there's the recruiting aspect of it. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago. There's a psychologist aspect of the entire thing. You need to promote the pro- program, be a marketing director as well. Uh, the NFL is going through Taylor Swift mania right now. Pop culture intersecting with sports. You, game one of the season, had Broward's own Kodak Black come in and hang out with the team, run them out onto the field. What was the, the thought process? Uh, behind that? Well, I, I think any time... Uh, one of the reasons we took this job was the, the unbelievable uh, quality and quantity of, of high school football athletes in, in our three-county uh, radius, in uh, Palm Beach County, Broward County, and, and Dade County. And, and uh, so I think we knew that, that if we can do a good job of, of keeping our local talent home, we're going to be at an advantage um, versus a lot of teams in our conference because of the that quality and, and um, proximity. Uh, but you, you've also got to make this the cool place to be for, for young 16-, 17-year-old young men, and um, I understand that. I know when we had the thing rolling at Houston, you know, I mean, we had James Harden and J.J. Watt and Drake and Waka Flocka Flame, <laughs> and it was – the one that got away to me is Beyonce. I, I tried so hard for two years to really? get her. And, 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 and yeah, yeah. So if she's listening, I know she listens to your show, uh-huh. Ken. Yeah, big, big um, fan. It, it, yeah, uh, if she's listening today, you know, the invitation's still open. Doesn't matter where we're at. So, uh, but <laughs> no, I, I think it's all about recruiting. It's about perception. And, and then, you know, it's about creating then through that perception a reality on your campus and in your program that, you know, we, we understand we're very unique in, in the fact that our only two competitors uh, in, you know, Division One football in the Tri-County area, one is a small private school that um, not a lot of people really uh, affiliate with, and, and, and one is a school that is, is in a different conference and a completely different campus dynamic than ours. And so we want to make sure that the young people – Definitely the young people, but but all of the people of, of those three counties, Bray, Doward, and, and Palm Beach counties, really understand that we're doing everything we can to to help them understand that that we are certainly their Division One hometown college football team. Here with FAU head coach Tom Herman, Florida Atlantic and Tulsa, six o'clock Saturday for tickets eight six six FAU Owls and FAUSports.com. Uh, for for those who who they pay attention to sports, but maybe they're not tuned into conference realignment, all of these things. I, I, I basically tell them, Coach, uh, FAU's new conference, this is why it's a big deal. They're taking UCF's spot in the American Conference. UCF has gone to a different conference. FAU's basically taking that spot. Why is it so significant in the grand scheme of things for this program to be playing its first game in the American Athletic Conference on Saturday? Well, I, I think conference affiliation is is very important, but maybe a little bit more important than some people uh, had decided, and, and I'll tell you the reason for that. One, it's very important because of, of two reasons, in my opinion. One is the exposure uh, that you can, can give your student-athlete, which in today's climate of, of name, image, and likeness and, and real money being tied to exposure uh, I, I think that is a huge selling point to uh, young people across the country. Uh, and 
Ken, I, it, it, it holds true in, in, in everything in life. If ever I've got a question as to the, to the why, uh, I, I learned a long time ago, follow the money. And yeah. It's, yeah. it's about money. We're going to get more money, and, and money is always a bad word in college sports. I, it's a good word to me. Money is what built this beautiful facility that our young, young guys get to, to train in every day. Money is what provides them uh, the food and the, the first-class operation that, that we can train them uh, to be. So, so that's important, too. The American Conference pays us as an institution quite a bit more than, than some of the other conferences that we've been in. Um, but at the same time, I think our fans need to realize I've never met a general manager or a head coach in the National Football League that has said, you know what, we're going to draft that guy because of the patch on his jersey right. that says – three letters on it like that doesn't happen you know and and it doesn't have anything to do with level of competition just just you, you look at our two years at houston where we went five and oh against quote-unquote power five teams three of those in the top 10 in the country so uh and we did all of that waving the american conference banner so uh i i i think exposure for our student athletes and then money to to provide our student athletes as first class of an experience as as we can Money and exposure, those are the main ideas. Coach, appreciate it. I know you mentioned Beyonce. Maybe Boca Raton's Ariana Grande. Maybe we can start workshopping that for you, okay? Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, <laughs> let's put our heads together on that one. I love it, love it. That is Tom Herman. Thank you, Coach. Appreciate it. All right, thanks, Ken. Go out. FAU head football coach, FAU Tulsa, 6 o'clock on Saturday. That'll do it for us. That's Stone. I'm Ken. This has been LaVica Theo and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Bye-bye.